Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. We are now in a new location, Kevin, and I want to know what happens next. On Critical Hit. You guys are uh, approaching Arshalan, a vast marsh that uh, is the corporate headquarters of Dr. and Scram, the corporate entity that owns the brand Space Suds, your sponsor. So, last time, on Critical critical Hit, you guys had recovered from your apparent disqualification from drifters uh, to pursue a rogue strategy of trying to get uh, your fans engaged and some corporate backing uh, to embark on the wild card race strategy uh, of getting back into Drifters. And so along with your uh, patron, Rain, who has seen better days for sure, uh, you are now uh, at Arshalan. Uh, this planet is is covered in growth, uh, it, it, old growth, life, you know, constantly evolving. It's it's you know teeming with life from pole to pole, uh, except that there's a massive grid based uh, system of Texas industrial recycler units raising the planet for raw materials. Um, this is done at the behest of the Jabubnans, uh, the frog people that um, evidently run Doctor and Scramble along with this planet. Uh, there is a massive uh, corporate headquarters that's obvious from orbit. It's a city-sized industrial complex. Uh, and with your uh, meeting scheduled, you can dock easily enough, and you you were on time, which is great. Do not assume that they are n- not still going to kill us. So um, they might get our weapons, so if you have any way of concealing something on yourself, do it now. I'll tuck my little hammer into, like, under my armor. You guys uh, try to stow some of your uh, weapons uh, or supplies aboard uh, uh, upon yourself surreptitiously. Anyone who wants to make a sleight of hand check and describe what you're stowing, Vanky. I thought yeah, I heard you say hammer. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You did. Um, so I was just looking at my if I had sleight of hand, so it's just going to be a dex check. Um, so basically, she's just going to try to like, considering she's bulky and wearing bulky armor, basically just try to like tuck it underneath like a plate of the uh the Vescover plate so that like it's not super obvious where it looks like it's like an accessory or a um you know one of those mod plates or something like that okay i like it go ahead and make your check uh we got a 17 on sleight of hand uh to nope extremely obvious <laughs> uh have the typical weapons that we carry look more like part of amu's shell than uh actual separate weapons yeah, you're pretty good at conceit. Like, you do need to use actual mechanical or technological components to inject people with stuff. Um, it's not just all your stuff, but you're very good at, like, covering some of that with your own coral um, and making it appear as though part of yourself. So that's a, that's a very healthy slow hand. 
Very good. So let's go down the line, starting with, uh, well, so we did Amu. Let's do Vangi. Yeah, it looks like you're trying to hide a hammer under a plate. <laughs> she sighs and just sneak says, "Sneak this hammer right under this plate." And everyone else is like, "You can see the top of the hammer. Looks like a hammer. The plate is bulging out, and you can also see the handle of the hammer." I'll just punch something if it comes to it. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to have plenty of like chairs and tables that you can just hit people with. Yeah. Riddick, what are you hiding? I'm gonna cheek a knife and uh, basically try to hide a pistol, uh, basically in a side holster, a makeshift one if I don't have one readily available. Well, yeah, so, I mean, you can easily my put a pistol in a side holster, but the question is, where's that side holster going? You can't have that obvious or they might stop. No, I just underneath my clothes. You guys engage in all sorts of funny chicanery about hiding your stuff, but I'm going to fast forward things a moment, save us a little bit of time, and say that they don't care. They let you in, <laughs> weapons and all, so yeah, it's all good. I went to the trouble of making the big rifle look like a camera lens. <laughs> <sighs> okay, you can type it up and uh, put it on the Discord for for patrons. That's fine. Camera hiding a camera. Holding. Exactly. Uh, so, um, I've described Jabubnins a couple of times, uh, but I want to show you guys what they actually look like. So, if you guys can go to your old 20, I'm going to show you a couple of different Jabubnin images. Bah. Oh, that's very odd. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're human-sized toad people. But they are, they do wear clothes and they can wield weapons and stuff. Yeah, I've got real they have hair one leg on these guys. Yeah, they're yeah, they have one monopedal. Leg. That's weird. They look like a tree do grew guys, a frog. Do you guys see both the purple one and the white one? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, there you go. Cool. Purple so, one with a giant rail gun. Oh, this looks like something from Von Bode. Uh, yeah. And, um, so you already have a, a, a meeting scheduled, which seems to get you by the docking agents and the like initial security guards. They, they just run here. They're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're expected right this way. Okay. Uh, the corporate HQ is a massive cube. I mean, like 50 stories high, probably embedded. Like it's built into the planet. and. Uh, so it might have like 10 sub-basements as well. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of, you know, there's corridors as you're going through, but it, they're all traffic, but all kind of like incidentally of like people just going about their their regular, well, not people, um, not humans anyway, Jabobnins going about their regular business. They look at you a little bit like, oh, visitors. Have all the kind of checkpoints that have led us through been Jabobnins as well? Absolutely. Um, you mentioned something about the way they communicate. Is there something we can pick up from uh, talking to those guys? So far, they've been um, very official and like concerned with your meeting and mm -hmm. uh, you know that you're on time, which is good, and uh, who all you'll be meeting with. 
but they don't otherwise care. That's okay. fine. Like they let you in weapons and all, even as crazily armed as you are. Doesn't matter. Okay. In the background, you can see through like the uh, the transparent windows of the the giant cube. Uh, they're they're industrial recyclers just spewing fumes into the air, but they're very efficient at repurposing uh, all the basically all the different life forms into uh, whatever Doctor yep. Scramble need. So, I wonder what space suds and, for that matter, Screebo were actually made of. Do you really want to know the answer to that question? Yeah, no. I'm not sure. No. The silent green cleaner in my mouth. Me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not worried. Uh, you were eventually led to a waiting. There's like a the you know an executive assistant secretary, uh, Jabubnin there. Uh, this, oh, we're 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 glad you've arrived. This is all uh, you're, you're on time. That's good. Uh, the, the meeting should start shortly. If you'll just all uh, have a seat. Thanks. Thank you, President Nixon. Is there is there anybody else in the waiting room? Nope, just you. There's a little uh, water cooler, which isn't a regular water cooler. It's like a spritz water spritzer that a couple of Jabubnins are standing around gossiping, but you can only hear the occasional comment. Okay, it's like those things at a water park where you like can press the button and it spritzes you with a light m- mist. Sure, or like anywhere in Arizona. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's quite warm. Here. 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So I guess cooler than the United States right now. A lot warmer. Hello, future people. Yeah, it's like 57 and a half degrees centigrade. Uh, but no, it's it's very warm, even at night, and exceptionally humid. Um, and despite this facility clearly having temperature regulations, that seems to be the temperature they want it at. Sure. Um, I feel like this is actually probably pretty comfortable for Bangi. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And Damu, because I imagine it's also super humid. Uh, it might be a little annoying for the androids. Suboptimal performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got I got to redirect a lot of cooling throughout my system. That's, that's, that's what he calls sweating. <laughs> uh, according to the um, meeting agenda that was just passed around, you guys are scheduled to present to a team of Jabubnins, uh like a team of, of Doctor and Scramble executives, uh, soon. Oh, okay, great. Uh, Quentin, can you put together some slides? Certainly. Accessing. Here, I've got some great pictures for you, which will like send pictures of like <laughs> the team being awesome. That's the sound of the team being awesome. After uh, a few minutes, you guys are given admittance into a corporate meeting room. All the like halls are, by the way, it's, it's immaculate. Um, we're talking, you know, that sterile white look um as if it was all made by apple or something like that um no no hard uh corners just lots of curves um and uh 
there's like a light Muzak playing everywhere you go. You are given admittance into a corporate meeting room, but the big circular table is only slightly above ground level. Instead of chairs, there are actually cavities in the floor that you see a bunch of Jabubnins hop into, uh, and their hopping reveals that it's basically an indoor pool with a meeting table in the middle. (laughs) You're all invited to take spots at the table, which will require that you slide into the pool. They do helpfully offer synthetic leg sleeves, which are a combination of like a partial onesie and a sack from a sack. (laughs) Awesome. Hmm. I will will decline unless it appears to be uh, something that will offend them. Well, it doesn't offend them. It might offend you. Uh, we will crawl out of our uh, shell lab thing and uh, join them at the table. Yes, aquatic creatures unite. Finally. Finally, we see Amu in his own element, and it's in a boardroom. <laughs> Naked in a boardroom. I mean, would my, like, I'll I'll make sure, like, my weapons don't get wet, but, like, would my armor, like, be a problem? I mean, it, it, obviously it'll be heavy, but if I'm just, like, slouching there, would it be too, like, rust or something? It seems to be designed like a form-fitting cavity uh, for you to, like, slip into, and mm, then there to be a constant pool of moisture running by your So if that sounds favorable to you, you can just do it. Yeah, I'll I'll take off my leg plates and basically just like dip my legs in it. Ooh, it's warm. Yeah, uh, Pegubino has pretty form-fitting armor, so just hop in there. All right. So after uh, a few minutes, it reaches uh, 2130. It seems like there's a bunch of Jabubnins. Uh, By the way, one thing that Amu knows about Jabubnins is they can asexually produce. Um, it's so they don't really have sexes, uh, and it, you know they they can alter their genome slightly. Uh, it it naturally mutates uh, with their asexual reproduction, but also there's like a process they can undergo to mutate it a little bit further. Um, so they just all go by they, uh, because there are no, there's no such thing as he or she. After 2130, uh, one of the Jabubnins, uh, volunteers, uh, uh, one of them, actually, one comes in just a little bit after the rest of them, and one of the seated ones will puff up all of a sudden. And that reminds Amu of another of their abilities, which is that like a puffer fish, they can become like four times as large by uh, basically in, in puffing themselves. Uh, and the one that puffed up will say, Zox, you're late. You know what that means. Everyone, Zox was 30 seconds late. That's 30 credits they owe each of us. Plus, this shift's stimulant injections are on Zox's tab. Everyone thanks Zox. And... <laughs> The round of the table goes, thanks, socks. <laughs> and that same puffed up one uh, will go, all right, thank you, everyone. 
just at the start, if everyone could introduce themselves with their names and official titles, just so we can maximize the opportunities for synergy here. You all know me, but I'll go first. I'm Senior Director of Jabubnin Resources Troll. And then they gesture to their left, which is where you guys are seated in whatever order you choose. Just say, is that like K-R-O-L? K-R-O, no, Troll with a T. Oh. Although, if you're keeping track of names, this is going to be a tough session for you. <laughs> I mean, that's There fine. are 11 Jub- Jabubnins in this scene, Theo. I mean, he's oh, the senior director, right? Senior director of Jabubnin uh, Resources. I will swap him out if somebody has a better title as the Jabubnin whose name I know. Sounds good. They turn it over to you guys who are all seated in a batch together, however you choose. Whoever's seated closest to the senior director of Jabubnin Resources trolled. Go. Introduce I'll, yourself. I'll, I'll go. I'll be like, hello, uh, my name is Hecubino. I am co-captain of uh, Team Lizard Brain. Uh, I'm Vangi. I am also co-captain of Team Lizard Blame. Thanks so much for taking the time to see us today. Hi, I'm Bob. I'm the pilot of uh, Team Lizard Brain. Uh, so happy to be here. Hello. We are yeah. Amu Tufa. We are the uh, medic on Team Lizard Brain. It's a pleasure to meet fellow aquatics. I'm Spiritic, a survivalist consultant and acquisition specialist. Hello, I am a quantum-enhanced titanium shell neurological and heuristic system for education and instruction. But please, call me Quentin. A lot of the Jabubnins nod at that. So, uh, is that everybody? I think it is. Um, uh, After that, uh, they all say in the... Their voices are indistinguishable. Mm -hmm. Um, Senior Executive Vice President of Management Operations, Kruk. Assistant Deputy President of Operational Management, Rosk. Management Budget Liaison Quaestor, Cap. Associate Vice President of Logistics, Doge. Internal Systems Efficiency Analyst, Draw. External Systems Relations and Integrations Advisor, Assistant Director of Security Incident Management, Zox. Thanks, Zox. Sub-Chancellor of Special Projects Operations, POG. Chief Internal Security Strategos Officer, Intern, Liss. All right. Uh, says Trold. Uh, we're eager to see your presentation. Team co-captains, present. Thank you. Uh, yes. So, um, uh, Quentin, if you don't mind, uh, you want to start up the slides? Accessing PowerPoint 2351. So. Team Lizard Brain, a brand new venture and a, let's face it, risk for space suds. 
It has been quite some time on Drifters since somebody has won the very first race of their very first season. But uh, once again, or really for the first time, uh, Team Lizard Brain delivered. And uh, I'll, I'll have a little pointer that and like wiggle it around like a picture of like Bangy just like lifting up Hecubino and Skritic like in victory. Laser um, show. Pew, pew, pew. Yep. However, um, due to some uh, serious sabotage, and I'll get a, 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 a slide of some gremlins, um, our team was then not, yes, and, and, and a music cue, our team was not able to uh, compete in the second race. Now, um, Correct me if I'm wrong. That would usually involve some sort of um, standardized process in which you all would try to recoup your losses by um, taking all our credits, our equipment, maybe dismantling some of uh, one or both of our androids, uh, and uh, essentially trying to get back all those losses. Um, however, I know, and you know. Uh, Quentin, I believe you know as well, uh, as you are, in fact, a unit designed for uh, bureaucratic interfacing, um, that um, even that process is costly, especially if there's some sort of resistance, right? Which just the fact of, you know, beings being alive is bound to cause some sort of resistance to have them, them you know, beat up, capture, and have their stuff taken. Uh, the Jabobna. Jabubnins, uh, all like nod their heads knowingly at this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, what we are here to talk to you about is a proposal that will, in fact, turn this unfortunate circumstance into a guaranteed front page uh, of, of the infosphere um, slot for space suds when we. Team Lizard Brain win the redemption round. Uh, Everyone loves a winner, but what they love even more is a loser that becomes a winner. Underdogs. So, um, what we are proposing is a grassroots, synergistic, catchphrase um, effort to um, create a new race within the Drifters program um, for which there is actually some precedent to get Team Lizard Brain not just back in the race, but also... Uh, at the top of Infosphere search engines um, and uh, all uh, create any number of new fan sites and other things that will not be able to help but include space suds as uh, since Lizard, Team Lizard Brain is synonymous with space suds. They, 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 the Jabobnins uh, in, in their little uh, board meeting do go Boom, 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 a bunch. 
amongst right, themselves. Right. right. Um, we think that we could greatly improve your number of impressions of the Space Suds brand by cleaning up on the rest of uh, Drifters for you. We just need a second chance to really prove ourselves to you. Plus, you'd be saving money on hiring a squad to take us out. There's basically a win, win, win. Win for you, win for us, win for the fans. Here's the thing. As you well know, um, the best way to uh, successfully capitalize on a grassroots campaign is to involve as many corporate entities as possible. Um, so, uh, if you are able, uh, or uh, well, first let me let me show you what we've got already, and I'll pull up a chart. Um, and you pull up a chart. Yeah. Yep. Appropriate charts. Um. This is a bar graph of his favorite pies and then a pie chart of his favorite bars. As you can see here, um, the movement has already started. Here is uh, Team Lizard Brain engagement after the last race. Here it is prior to the na next race. I was guess a little dip, obviously. Um, but in fact, losing the last race has caused a commotion. So, um, with the help of uh, Space Suds, say, simply by um, making some sort of statement of support or, you know, lending us a couple hundred thousand uh, web bots, um, we should be able to make it so that um, drifters cannot help but put us back in the race for a redemption run. And uh, the senior director of Government Resources Trolled takes back over and nods at you appreciatively. Thank you for that presentation, Hectorino. Uh, and with that, I'll turn it over to Proc. To Troll. I know we've got a busy shift of meetings this rotation, so I appreciate everyone carving some time out of their schedules. We'll try to keep this meeting to a tight 90 minutes. I've got a hard stop at 2300 hours, so if we do go over, we can take the remaining topics off. Circle back. I'll turn it over to our CISSO line. Thank you, Crook. So, another security incident. Zox sent you all the 112-page memo just before the meeting, so I assume you've read it in its entirety. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for us to synergize with Team Lizardbrain and solve both our problems, as she said, a win-win-win. We really need to stay laser-focused on our best practices as we go into this unprecedented territory. At a high level, our team need we need to stay in radical alignment if we're going to maintain our position as a thought leader in the industry. Thank you all in advance for staying in lockstep. I'll turn it over to Pog. Thank you, Lob. Just to say this out loud, I know you all have a lot of low-hanging fruit on your plates, but we need to find the bandwidth to take on this game-changer. I don't think any of us want, to be, want this to be the new normal, so even if we have to dig deep and drill down 
this very unique situation requires us to deal with whatever pushback we get, really smash through any blockers that come up. If you need to get your manager's blessing for overtime, take that up with budget. Heck, thank you, Pog. I've run the numbers, and based on Q3 projections, we are running slightly behind our efficiency metrics. So going forward, we're really going to have to do more with less. Over to you, Draw. Thank you, Keck. Agreed. There's no excuse. We need a paradigm shift in operational project management in order to execute this pivot and really move the needle. Rask? Thank you, Drawl. I I thought we were presenting our efficiency metrics at 2,300 hours. Thank you, Rask. Looks like we're double booked at 2,300 hours. We're going to need to devote some mind time to improving schedule. Uh, Liss, please schedule another meeting for this working group to go over meeting scheduling operations with the appropriate staff. We need a deep dive, so find the knowledge expert to start the meeting with presentation. Bach, anything to add? Thank you, Kruk. Before we close the books on this, when is our next touch point on this topic as a leadership group? And then all of a sudden, they're all on their data pads and they're all talking. Kevin, what did your previous employer do to you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I need an adult and some Valium. I'm serious. I'm having flashbacks to my last job, and I I think I'm going to fall over. Yeah, Kevin was a project manager, uh, so this is basically was his job to run these meetings. Uh, I don't know, guys. I I think just as a defense mechanism, I actually developed a lot of good like ways to both manipulate and survive meetings. So I feel very comfortable here. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Rodrigo on that one. Uh, yeah. It's like you can don't disappear you into two back meetings. Yeah. So oh, oh, there's, there's 17 people in this meeting. It doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Bengi is just like nodding like along with them and like looking at Hecubino nervously. <laughs> Yeah, what can I, is there a way to like assess whether this is going to like either if this is going well or if it's like getting away from us? Sense motive check. Uh, 17. Well, uh, the most important person in the room, the CISSO, mm-hmm. uh, said that uh, there was a possible synergy with your team. So that's the only thing that matters. Okay. Everything else is just nonsense. Okay. It's noise. Uh, and so, after a moment, uh, the senior vice president, Kruk, uh, chimes back in. Oh, with that out of the way, uh, Zox, you can run with this from here. Don't be afraid to innovate, team up, and idea scout. Think outside the box, but definitely do not stray from within the confines of the R&D queue. Everyone have their action items? Great. Thanks, everyone. And thanks again, Zox, for the stimulant injections. Zox! <laughs> oh, that's Zox. I can literally feel my pulse in my temples. I, I give him a Shooter McGavin. It seems like you guys are intended to talk with Zox. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, wade out. And go over to him. Unless, like, e- these are like individual pods of water, right? 
yes, there is some sort of circulation uh, that right. connects them, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'll 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 splash out and go over and and talk to him. I'll accompany Hakubino. Yeah, same here. Yep, yep. How are you? Good, good. Uh, so, what's the what's the next action item? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 cover that in the meeting after. Oh, great. What's, when, uh, when do we want to do that, then? Once everyone Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, we can do that now. You know, that meeting was uh, pretty par for the course. Good to know, good to know. Mm-hmm, You know, it's mostly for the executives to CYC, copy your cloaca. <laughs> God. <laughs> so... Uh, you have a problem where you need our resources to boost you on, uh, on the Infosphere? That's right. Correct. Yeah. Well, as Assistant Director of Security Incident Management, I also have a problem. Okay. And if you help me with my problem, I can help you with yours. What's your problem? Well, we have a creative type in our research and development cube that's gone rogue. We've sealed the area, but it's only a matter of time before it thinks up something that could penetrate our field. So you all go in and inject the creative with this obedience serum. He holds forth a massive, like, like it's one of those spinal tap injections. It requires two hands. It's, it's huge. You injected with this obedience serum and uh, get operations going again. This logjam is really negatively impacting our internal efficiency stats, and it's going to come up on weekly reviews for sure. Oh, you don't want that? No. That could negatively affect KPIs across the board. You're telling me. Why, why don't you just fire them? Oh, no, no, no. You, we can't fire the creatives. They're, they're, they're hard to replace. Well, won't they be less creative if you give them the obedience serum? No, that's not in their nature. They'll they'll be creative. They just won't be creative about escaping. Right. See. A more manageable form of creativity. You got it. Okay. Um, can you send us all the relevant details? That's here in your headquarters, right? Yes, yes. That's, a, that's in uh, the isolated R&D cube section of our headquarters, but yes. Okay. And we can have clearance on the way in and everything? Oh, of course, of course, of course. You will need to run some uh, tests on you on the way out to be sure you're not infected or anything like that, but yes. Infected with what? Oh, you know. Anything. Standard procedures. Don't let it touch you with its pseudopods, by the way. What? What is this creative type? Oh, it's, uh, it's pretty clever. I'll say that part. It's, it's, uh, it's a smart one. But, 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 like, what kind of, what species? Oh, I suppose if you want to be technical about it, it's, uh, a Thagorthrel. She, like, looks at Amu? Amu. You he know is? what a is? Probably. So, <laughs> a Thagorthrel is an ood. 
Gorthros. You spell the Gorthro? Yeah, well, I can, but it doesn't really matter. P H O R G O T H R E L. So they're a a large size category, so about the size of like a horse or something like that. Um, and uh, they definitely do have pseudopods that can genetically reprocess people when they touch them. Um, and they usually use some sort of internal, like they have some sort of techno technological item embedded within them uh, to give them enough structural stability to like stand and move out and sometimes project force fields. Um, they're foreign ooze. They're quite intelligent. Um, they they were originally not an ooze. They were some sort of humanoid people back in the day, but they turned themselves into oozes. Uh, they're you know some other mundane facts about them, like that they're immune to cold and electricity. And they're treated as an ooze, and they can sense life within a hundred feet of themselves. They don't have eyes. Things like that. They're very intelligent. What do you convey to the team? Uh, The Garthrill are uh, highly intelligent oozes that uh, came about due to some uh, genetic manipulations, it looks like. Uh, They tend to do, or tend to be solitary, it looks like, or seems to be, um, but we should be fine as long as we don't... uh, Startle it. Can they communicate? Yes. Oh, good. We set this one up with uh, a communications pad so it can speak verbally through its telepathic impressions. Oh, Oh, good. Even better. I'm going to... So... All of the security personnel in there have been compromised, and you can't count on anyone's assistance. They're okay. likely all infected. So I still don't get the infected part. Infected by what? Yeah. Yep. So, like, does it mind control them? Uh, so, actually, give me a life science check there. I'm a- 25. Nice. Uh, no, it doesn't mind control them. If it touches you with its pseudopod, it can kind of poison you. It's not really a poison per se, but it's a touch attack, so you might as well call it a poison. Um, where it starts, uh, it's called atavistic resequencing. It starts reprogramming your DNA if it wants to. It's less less my control and more genomic adjustment. That's even worse. Yeah, only if it touches you. Um does does like throwing syringes at something require a proficiency? You're proficient in all injection weapons, then yeah. Okay, I'll hand it I'll hand the syringe to Amu. It's not a syringe so much as a giant two-handed, like, it will take a, a massive amount of force. Unfortunately, you don't think this one could be thrown. This one okay. has to be applied via melee. 
However, Amu's still the only one who would be proficient with it. Amu's actually pretty strong, right? Yeah, Amu's actually, I think strength is our second. Yeah, strength and con are our secondaries. All right, so I'll hand it it to Amu just to avoid that, like, minus four penalty or whatever. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, uh, need to run diagnostics to see what disabled its last injection. Uh, You may have to rough it up some, but don't kill it. Oh, and as I said before, don't let it touch it with the pseudopods. Um, So if it has the ability to recombobulate uh, should we expect resistance from the people that you've sent before to catch it? Yes. Are we allowed to respond? Yes. Oh, okay. Do But not kill them? We really just need the creative back. Mm-hmm. Acceptable losses, sunk costs. Yeah, got it. Okay. Anybody else have any questions for Zox? Uh, and, and if we do this for you, you'll get us, help us with our campaign to get back in the race? That's enough. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go. Hooray. And Zox uh, leads you through some of the winding uh, paths of the scramble cube that you are all in uh, to the R&D cube, which is surrounded by a visible force field uh, that seems to be preventing various um, organic, you know, like basically vine creatures from lashing out uh, from inside it uh, at the various checkpoints that are manned. Okay. Well, you guys are going to have to go in here, and uh, you know, good luck if you if you die. Um, sorry, uh, we won't be coming in after you, and we will perform many medical checks on you uh, before we let you re-enter. A uh, quick question: Were we allowed to retrieve any of our other weapons, or did we come in with just what we came in with? Oh, no, we came in with all our weapons because they didn't care. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the idea is come in with weapons, hide the ones that you want to keep, and they didn't care, so we... Oh, right. Okay. All our weapons. Yep, that's correct. Uh, all right. Uh, well, well, good luck. Uh, uh, you know, this is a real opportunity. Uh, and uh, Zox uh, types in a code at and uh, you can see the overgrowth around the hallway you're about to enter as the force field drops in front of you. Um, and there's a multicolored, spectacular vista just shortly ahead of you as it, uh, the hallway opens up into uh, a an absolute like plethora of life and plant species and animal species all flying around all like super beautiful and multicolored and transcendent uh and nothing bad will happen to you in this r&d cube uh, as you go after 
Thorg, uh, the ooze. Boy, I'm glad. Wow, that's great. That's reassuring. Indeed, it is reassuring, isn't it? Uh, and so, as you guys proceed deeper into uh, this cube on uh, the it, within the Doctor and Scramble headquarters uh, on Arshalan, that is where we will end things for uh, this time. On critical hit. On critical hit. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh, Kevin, I'm going to have to send some mm. positive thoughts your way, man. We're going to need uh, to circle back your, and your trauma really is down. Uh, and I'm sure you have, meeting. and I'm sure as the rest of the world opens up, hello, future people, uh, that you too may be uh, having to sit in one of these meetings in the near future. But uh, we'll send you some positive thoughts as well. And we will also send some positive thoughts to make sure that all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.